Welcome to the weekly update. Um, I'm joined by Madeline White. Um, welcome, Madeline. Hi, Maria. Um, so today we'll be um, going in depth into a particular topic. So uh, we'll start off with the clue. Um, so let's have a look um, and we'll get it up on screen. Um, for the people listening, how would you describe the clue? So it's a picture of Toby from the TV show, The Office, and he's holding a large folder uh, full of complaints, I'd say, given that he's in HR. And based on that clue, what would you say the subject of today's discussion is? Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, I have to say something to do with complaints. So dispute, something along the lines of dispute. I'm not quite sure exactly what clause, though, for medical scientists. That's a very good guess. Um, so today we're talking about the Independent Dispute Resolution Panel, uh, which is in the Medical Scientists Agreement and is found at Clause 12. Um, so could you take us through what the purpose of the panel is? So the panel is responsible for reviewing escalated disputes as an alternative to escalating to the Fair Work Commission uh, in the first instance. And in terms of scope of the panel, what exactly does the panel do? So this is outlined at Clause 12.1, and there are three areas where the panel may be utilised to review a dispute. So we'll bring them up on screen. The first is that a dispute under this agreement in relation to the classification of an employee. The second being workload and or staffing disputes that arise under the provisions of this agreement. And the third is underpayment claims where the employer agrees to have a dispute about an alleged underpayment determined by the panel. So the panel is independent from the Department of Health, HSU and VHIA. So who makes up the panel? So the panel uh, will comprise of three people, uh, including a nominee of the HSU, HSU uh, on behalf of the employees, a nominee of the VHIA uh, on behalf of employers, and an independent chairperson agreed by HSU and the VHIA or in the absence of agreement as nominated by the Minister of Health. So a nominee means uh, it's someone from the field rather than a VHIA staff member. The individuals that make up the independent dispute resolution panel are independent from both HSU and VHIA. They are. The HSU will nominate an individual from the field, as will VHIA, and they will act completely independently uh, of both the HSU and VHIA. So can an individual who has a vested interest in the outcome of the dispute be a member of the panel? They cannot. Uh, a nominee of the panel must recuse themselves from being involved in the matter if they are directly and or personally affected by the outcome. The representatives on the panel won't be set for the life of the agreement, but can vary from matter to matter. That's correct. The nominee may change depending on the nature of the matter. And how long after an application is made to the panel will deliberations begin? The panel will commence to determine an application within 21 days of receiving an application and conclude uh, as expeditiously as possible. And where did the panel meet? So there's no set location. The panel may, upon request, decide to hear a matter in the workplace. But in such cases, the employer would provide a suitable meeting room and other relevant facilities for any date requested by the panel. That is correct. Uh, in addition, the employer will allow the panel to inspect any work site if the panel believes this will assist 
in determining a matter subject to any health, safety and privacy considerations. So we've spoken about who makes up the panel. Um, what about who can appear before the panel? So if a party wants representation from a lawyer or paid agent, can they appear before the panel? In short, no. Lawyers and paid agents who are not direct employees of the HSU, VHIA or Department of Health or an employer will not be given permission to appear before the panel. So there is an exception to this though. There is. The exception is where the panel determines it is appropriate having regard to the principles of the clause, including uh, natural justice under clause 12.2G. So you mentioned there was an independent chair. What is their function? The chair uh, shall perform uh, the following functions. So firstly, they will notify all parties to the matter of the hearing dates, chair proceedings of the panel, conciliate matters by chairing conferences between the employer or employers and all their representatives and the HSU and anything else necessary to give effect to the provisions of the clause. Um, earlier on, you mentioned that the panel will commence deliberations for a dispute 21 days after the application has been made. A logical question would be who can make up, who can make the application? So either, either the employer or the employee or their representative may make an application to the panel. So it's important to highlight, though, that before either party makes an application to the panel, they must first attempt to resolve the dispute locally through Clause 11 um, dispute settling procedures. Yeah, that's correct. Where the obligations of Clause 11 have not been complied with prior to the application, the chair will refer the parties back to the workplace to attempt resolution, resolution through discussion at the workplace level in the first instance. And could you walk us through what occurs after an application is made by an employee? Certainly. So the chair will notify the HSU, VHIA and the employer of an application made by an employee directly to the panel. Before the referral is made to the panel for determination, the chair in the first instance shall review the employee's application to determine that the nature of the dispute is within the scope of this clause and therefore able to be determined by the panel. If the chair finds the employee's application is not within the scope of this clause, the chair will notify the employee that the application is not to be heard by the panel. And finally, if the chair finds the employee application is within the scope of this clause, the chair will notify the employee uh, that it will be dealt with under this clause. So what might the panel consider as part of their deliberations? In dealing with an application, the panel will utilise available relevant material um, and apply the provisions of this agreement. And in the case of clause 12.5 uh, subsection F, consider any materials submitted by or on behalf of the Department of Health. So clause 12.5F is referring to the panel's discretion to allow parties to a matter to present submissions verbally and or in writing. That's correct. And clause 12.5C states that the panel may inform itself um, in any matter that it sees fit. Uh, what, what is meant by this? So in the case of a class classification dispute, they may rely on the views of an expert advisor to provide clinical expertise in an area of clinical practice relevant to the classification matter under consideration. And can the panel pick any individual to assist them in this process? No, the advisor must not be an employee of the health service subject to the application uh, and they must also be agreed to by the panel. So we discussed this earlier that a lawyer or paid agent is unable to advocate to the panel. Is the same restriction placed on VHIA, HSU and employers? 
It is not. So clause 12.5e highlights that these parties are able to advocate to the panel. So the clause states that parties will have full unrestricted access to relevant information. Is there any exception to this? Where the panel determines that access to the material is inappropriate uh, for legal or confidentiality reasons, it will not be shared. If an employee is involved in a matter before the panel, um, which occurs during their normal duties, are they required to access their leave balance to attend? Uh, no. In such cases, the employee will be allowed time off from their normal duties and paid their normal wages for time uh, attending, so long as it does not unduly affect the operations of the employer. So there can be differing interpretations of what pay is considered to mean. So are you able to provide some clarity? Absolutely. So for the purposes of this clause, pay shall uh, include shift allowances and any other payment the employee or HSU representative would have received had they not been released from duty. So that's ensuring the employee is the, in the same position they would have been had they not been required to participate in the dispute settling procedure. Exactly. So we've mentioned this throughout today's podcast that the panel will consider material provided. Um, does this clause set out the information that needs to be provided to the panel? Uh, it does. So clause 12.7 uh, states that a party shall provide all relevant material to the panel as soon as practicable. Uh, and some examples include staffing or EFT levels and profiles, position descriptions, um, rosters, prioritised work arrangements made under Clause 34, proposed and or actual professional reporting lines uh, for their proposed position, record it, re records relating to an application, so for example, leave backfill, vacancies, absenteeism and leave accruals, organisational structure uh, and infor information referred to in Clause 17.10, uh, the WIC. So the application has been made, materials have been submitted, and the panel has reviewed all the relevant material. When will the parties be notified of the decision? So the process is intended to be quick. The chair will notify the HSU employer and employee in writing within 14 days of the decision. And when does the determination for a reclassification apply from? Uh, the, term, the determined grade will apply from the date of the application or at a later date as determined by the panel. And what occurs if the determination is that the lower classification applies? Uh, the employee would have their current salary maintained. A determination of the panel is considered to be binding. However, what occurs if a party isn't satisfied with the outcome? Can any action be taken? Either the union or VHAA can make an application to the Fair Work Commission. And the application to the Fair Work Commission must be made within 14 days of receiving that written application. That's correct. Uh, the, and the application to the Commission must include not only the application, but also the determination and written reasons uh, and supporting material. So where a determination of the panel is referred to the Commission for review, does the panel have any further work to do? So the chair of the panel does. The Commission uh, will be assisted by the chairperson who will ex explain their recommendation, uh, the application and supporting material, and will also inform the Commission of the position of the union and the VHIA. If a party remains dissatisfied with the outcome, is there any further action that can be taken? No. Any, de any determination uh, under this clause will be final and binding upon the parties. It will not be subject to an appeal of the full bench. And once an application to the panel has been made, can it be withdrawn before a determination is made? 
The notifier of a dispute to the panel may withdraw the application at any time. The withdrawal withdrawal must be in writing and the chair will ensure that this is communicated to the, to the other relevant parties. Um, has the dispute panel chairperson been determined yet? Not as yet. VHIA and HSU are in the process of determining the chair. We are hopeful that the panel will be established very soon, noting that the agreement commenced operation on the 28th of November uh, of this year. All right, so thank you, Maddie, for taking us through this course. My pleasure.